Digital Marketing Radio, episode 210. How to sell on Amazon. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Most of the time, broadcasting live on the Digital Marketing Radio Facebook page, this is the weekly show that prizes actionable advice from today's top digital marketers. Catch up with all the previous episodes at DigitalMarketingRadio.com The big interview with David Bain Hello, I'm David Bain, and today I'm joined by a man who's leveraged his passions for tech, learning, and helping others to launch and grow a company that now employs more than 20 people, helping his customers grow thousands of different Amazon businesses. Welcome to DMR, Casey Goss. Hey, David. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Of course, you can find Casey over at viral-launch.com. So, Casey, why is Amazon the platform that you chose to focus on? Well, so it kind of happened out of chance. Uh, a friend of mine was an Amazon seller, and he's a couple years younger than me, and we ran track together, and he wanted to always start a business with me. And so it just so happened that Amazon was the platform um, that, that we got started on and kind of taking things off from there. So I personally, this is funny. So, you know, I travel literally kind of all around the world talking about, you know, how to sell on Amazon and how to build some of the largest businesses on Amazon. And I personally have never sold a a single thing. (laughs) Okay, but you know how to do it. But um, I guess your forte, your passion is more helping other people how to do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so like now we just have the data and the the tools and kind of the connections, you know, like... Our largest client, they did $100 million last year on Amazon. And so, uh, yeah, it's allowed us a pretty killer perspective on the space. Wow. Okay. So what kind of products are selling really well on Amazon at the moment? I mean, literally anything uh, from, and we're working with these kinds of clients. So literally everything from, you know, uh, baby products, you know, baby toys to dog toys to cell phone cases to beauty, you know, skincare creams. Uh, it's really, you know, to mattresses, it's really just anything you find in your house, our clients are probably selling it on Amazon. And is there any kind of price point that that works more effectively? Uh, no. So actually, you know, like it's common for people to coach to focus on a particular price point, you know, the 20 to $50 range. But I think that mm-hmm. you should kind of uh, not hold yourself to this box because, if everybody's in the same box, you maybe want to think outside of that box, and that's where the opportunity is. So, I mean, there's opportunity literally in, in every price point. Okay, yeah. And what's the difference between a successful Amazon seller and an unsuccessful one? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So, part of it is just understanding how to find the right product. And so, you know, we just launched a tool, hopefully helping people to do that. Uh, Really, you know, we see so many people get into markets where they have no business being where the only people that are succeeding in those markets are the guys that are investing between 50 and $250,000 just for that one particular product to be successful. Um, And so just knowing how to identify which markets work for you and which markets don't, you know, we, our mantra kind of is every product is a good product to sell so long as it makes sense for you. Um, and so the key is really just understanding what makes a good product for you and what doesn't. And is it possible to do that research and know from that research that something will definitely sell? Or do you often actually have people test things and often the test doesn't work because um, perhaps you're not getting the conversion rate or for whatever reason the product is waning in popularity 
Yeah. So, I mean, this is counterintuitive to general entrepreneurship, but the way that we coach people is, is really, there is no need to test. And so at the end of the day, you know, we suggest sourcing what everybody else is selling. So, you know, take grill brushes as an example, grill brushes for the most part are all generally the same. They have, you know, the little scrubber part that scrubs the grill and then you have some kind of handle and it's usually stainless steel. If you go search grill brush on Amazon, most of the grill brushes fit kind of the same mold. And we suggest sourcing just that. And the reason being is that, you know, we know what is selling and we know what is working, what customers are buying based on what's what's ranking on Amazon. And so that is my indicator of what I should be selling. Where sellers have to do more of like test runs is when they want to make some kind of marginal or, or maybe more than marginal improvement on the product. So let's say they want a more ergonomic handle on their grill brush. Well, they can do that, but I wouldn't suggest jumping in kind of with both feet. I would want to test the market to make sure that that's going to work. But for the most part, I suggest against that route. And the reason being is there's so much opportunity on Amazon. You can make so much money so quickly on Amazon that if you're spending all of your time testing out different changes to products, you're wasting, like there's so much opportunity cost involved. And so you should focus on that. You should focus on getting into the markets with products you know that can sell and then just that, then just pushing them all out. So if you do that, how do you actually position yourself differently? Are you just talking about product name and, and description and perhaps photographs or, or is there something else I'm missing here as well? No, no, exactly. So the, the real levers there is just ranking for as many keywords as possible, having a listing that helps you to do that keyword. So listings on Amazon are, are largely about uh, keyword ranking, not nearly as much about conversion or this this beautiful sales language. Um, so like, I mean, the the trick there is is finding listings or building listings that you know, beautifully marries the two, beautifully marries the ability to optimize for keyword ranking or maximize keyword ranking potential, as well as having good sales language. Um, but for the most part, you know, I would rather have a 3% lower conversion rate on my listing, but be able to rank for, you know, twice as many keywords or something like that. Uh, so, so that's really the focus. And then, yeah, images are crucial. You have to have reviews. Reviews in a market is generally the barrier to entry. So if everybody has a thousand reviews and you have a hundred reviews, probably not going to sell as well. So, you know, we coach when looking at product markets, look at markets where the review average review quantity is lower. uh, So let's say around 150 or 250, but you're still going to be able to sell around a thousand units a month. Wow. Okay. That's an incredible number of reviews to be thinking of, certainly when you're just getting started. So how does someone just getting started actually get as many reviews as that? Yeah. I mean, so it's really, a, you know, a, it's a function of a couple of things. One, how good is your product? So how likely are people to leave good feedback? Um, and then, and then two, it's, you know, do you have the proper review funnel in place? And so you're no longer allowed to give products away in exchange for a review, but you are allowed to ask people for a review post purchase. And so, um, just making sure that you have a, an optimized email follow-up sequence in place? Are you are you giving value? Are you making sure that the customer feels like you care about them and you're not just in here for this transaction, that being the review? And then from there, you know, making sure after you've satisfied their needs customer service-wise, 
uh, asking, you know, hey, we would love to hear your feedback in the review section or something like that. And just making sure that that process is optimized so that as sales are coming in, you're able to uh, build reviews as quickly as possible. What kind of percentage of customers can you actually expect to leave a review then? Yeah, it's it's completely dependent on the market. Some markets lend themselves better to better review rates, some to uh, not so great review rates. I mean, if you have a 5% review rate, that's awesome. Uh, we generally are trying to shoot between six and nine, which is still low uh, across the market, but having better than your competitors allows you to increase that barrier to entry. Got you, okay. And one thing that you also mentioned there as well was your email marketing funnel post-purchase. So how does that work? Can you automatically, um, through someone purchasing your product on Amazon, get access to their name and email address? Or do you use some other method to do that? Yeah. So everything that we're talking about is is white hat. So uh, there are services out there like Feedback Genius, uh, Feedback 5, that allow you to automatically or programmatically send emails to customers post-purchase. And you can kind of line up that sequence. And so you don't get access to their true email uh, address. You get access to an Amazon email address. So those emails are sent through Amazon's platform. So you have to be very careful in what you're saying because Amazon is able to monitor all of these conversations and they do programmatically. Uh, but it's you know completely white hat. It's completely okay to send them a couple of emails showing them, you know, hey, you know, you can also use this girl brush. This is very hypothetical, right? Or, or like, okay, let's say someone buys a pre-workout and then giving them a couple of tips. Hey, you want to make sure you consume it at least a half hour before you start working out so that it can really, you know, get into your system, blah, blah, blah. And then email two, maybe two weeks later is like, hey, uh, we hope that you've been able to try the pre-workout. We'd love to hear your feedback and then, you know, helping them to do that. Got you. Okay. And so this is using a third-party software to automatically email someone post-purchase, but you're emailing them to this Amazon email address, but obviously their real email address receives this email. Right. Correct. It is a real science to this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's possible really to, to, to build that relationship with your customers then um, as well. And what about traffic driving to begin with? How do you, you get a decent volume of traffic to your listing to begin with without, I guess, spending too much money? Yeah, so I mean, and that's really where Viral Launch comes in. So I mean, there's a couple of different tactics. Uh, you know, there's Amazon sponsored ads, which I think you should always be running because that's just helping to drive more traffic. And at the end of the day, so the largest attributor to keyword ranking on Amazon is sales. And so the more you're selling, the better you're ranking, the better you're ranking, the more you're selling. Uh, but you have to, you know, break into that cycle. And the way that you do that is through driving sales through some means. Um, and that's kind of where Viral Launch is. That's where we really got started is so we have a customer list of it actually just crossed 300,000 last week. And so we leverage that customer list to run promotions to it to help you drive that initial keyword ranking. So, you know, for any keyword on Amazon, we can help you hit page one. It's really just a function of are you willing to spend enough in promo costs uh, and the amount of time. And the less you spend in promo costs, the more time it will take. So uh, for some of our larger clients, you know, in June of 2015, we helped launch this beauty brand. And in 2016, they did 35 million on Amazon alone. 
in these so to do that though you have to be very very aggressive and so you have to be willing to go negative on these promotional costs to help drive ranking and to drive exposure the great thing so like you can also do this through facebook ads or google ppc Uh, my argument against these other services or like leveraging these other ad platforms is simply like the cost and time associated is so high. So you're spending you know, a ton of money and your conversions are low just to send traffic to Amazon where you're not even making that much money per sale anyways. It, let's assume you're using a promotion on Amazon to drive that traffic. And so anyways, using Viral Launch, we have this targeted traffic that helps you to drive that keyword ranking uh, very targetedly. Is it not the case, though, that success breeds success and that if you don't spend any money at all on promoting your products to begin with, you're not going to get very many visits to that page. And because of that, you're not going to get reviews. You're not going to get, um, I guess, rankings, high rankings because of that. I mean, have you seen people build big successes without paying for it? Uh, I mean, not anymore. So before, you know, three years ago, five years ago on Amazon, of course you could do that because nobody else was doing that in today's and in some products like it depends on what kind of markets you get into if they're very very uncompetitive then you may be able to do that i'm assuming though that those are lar- like uh, very small volume markets but you know in today's the the high volume markets the iphone 7 case or or the beauty serums like you have to be aggressive i'd love to get your thoughts on um, what other digital marketers can actually learn from people selling on Amazon because I'm really one for learning off different types of people and I'm sure there's different things that you can teach digital marketers. I mean, what are the principles that you think people selling on Amazon do better than possibly the majority of other digital marketers? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great question. So I think part of it is just scale. So, so the great thing about Amazon is that Amazon is driving all the traffic so really, it's up to you to just have a great product um, and then build a listing and employ the process to help it launch, um, which once you get it figured out, it's not that difficult. And so these guys just build really, really solid processes around launching products and it allows them to scale their businesses. You know, we have so many clients that in their first year do a million dollars in top line sales, of course, but do do a million dollars because they just build out this process so well. And so right now, kind of, you know, I go around and talk at a lot of conferences and I'm really, really excited about the 80-20 rule. And, and that being like, just really make sure that you're focused on the 20% that's driving 80% of the revenue because we see so many people spend time trying to do these activities that just really aren't contributing to their revenue, but it like makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they're doing something. So just really identifying that um, is, is important. I think another thing that... I've really learned in this space is just that the fundamentals are what works. So we have, you know, so many of these gurus and so many of our clients are like looking for that silver bullet. They're looking for that one little trick that's going to, you know, 10x their business or 2x or 3x their business. And really what they're what they're forgetting to do is just the basics, the fundamentals, like the difference between having a good listing and a great listing that is optimized for keywords and in sales is the difference of like tens of thousands of dollars depending on the market that you're in. And people just like don't appreciate the fundamentals enough. And so I, I definitely think that's something that could be applied, uh, you know, or everywhere. It, and 
Apart from that, though, there's so much I, I think that's counterintuitive to selling on Amazon that uh, I don't know. I'd be interested. I'm only 24, so I don't have that much experience outside of the Amazon space. Like this is kind of me just getting started in digital marketing. Okay, great. Okay, well, I'm going to get um, your opinion of just a few areas of digital marketing to, to begin with. And it's great just getting different people's perspectives, because uh, I'm, I'm very confident that, um, you know, you'll have some perspectives that are different and um, other people that are more experienced can, can learn from you as well. But uh, but just one final question, actually, in relation to what you were saying there, and that is, uh, you mentioned that um, multiple people um, generate a million dollars worth of sales within that first year. How many products are you talking about um on average that it would take to do that uh it depends on what kind of space you're in so there's there's kind of two routes right so like you can go after the high competition market uh or the high volume markets and so you may need uh 10 SKUs to do that or, or maybe i know you know i have one guy he he has one product that does uh it did like 1.4 last year and so it just depends on the market that you're in. Some guys go after the less competitive markets. And so they just launch a lot more of those SKUs. And so some of those guys will do 20 SKUs that end up doing a million dollars. Some of them will do 40 SKUs that end up doing a million dollars or more. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really comes down to like, where do you want to play and how much money do you want to spend kind of competing with everybody else? Okay, well, uh, in a moment, dear listener, we're going to be moving on to the second part of our conversation. So that's where I'll be asking Casey about the software that he couldn't live without. Uh, But first of all, have you purchased your copy of my book that happens to be on Amazon, Digital Marketing in 2017, the book? So it's 107 digital marketers, one book, and they're all sharing their number one actionable tip for the year. Uh, You can check that out and read the reviews, of course, um, over at digitalmarketingin2017.com. But let's segue, of course, into the second part of our discussions that focuses on Casey's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. And so it's starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So, Casey, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Good questions. I love these questions. So uh, one, obviously, like the basics, Gmail, Google, uh, all of YouTube, all of those things. Uh, but the team, we use Glip a lot. It's kind of a competitor to Slack. And I could not live without that. That allows us to stay in touch with the team, make sure that everything is running smoothly. And we are huge on culture. And so there's always all these GIFs and just everybody's always laughing about what everyone's posting in the, the different threads. So my answer is Glip. So why did you go with Glip instead of Slack? Uh, I actually, oh, so the a development team that we were working with is a contractual team. They uh, were fans of Glip. And so we just got started on that space. And then I added a couple of employees and then we just kind of got off and running. And then from the reviews that I had read between Glip and Slack, everyone kind of preferred Glip. Um, So we kind of just stuck with it. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of Glip before, but I've certainly used Slack a lot. So I love getting a recommendation that I've never heard of before. But I'll um, ask you a slightly more challenging question as well. And that is what piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Co-schedule. I definitely need help managing my schedule and setting up meetings. And so I think that that will hopefully help me out quite a bit. 
Great. Okay, we'll include those both links in your um, in the show notes over at digitalmarketingradio.com. But uh, moving on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? I'm not much of a marketing guy. I'm still just learning this space. So I it took me... Even still now, like we we just haven't really marketed Viral Launch too much. We've just allowed word of mouth to grow it, which has been fantastic. But I, there's so much that we've missed out on over the last two and a half years we've been in business that I really wish that we would have pushed things more. And I think that webinars being one of them, we we just did our first webinar a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, just I mean, just marketing in general, I wish that we would have pushed a lot more. Were you surprised at the impact that a webinar had? Yeah, completely. So many people have seen the webinar. I go to conferences and everyone's like, oh, you know, love the webinar. And we had a lot more people sign up for the webinar than I anticipated. We had a lot more people actually watch the webinar than even signed up. And so, yeah, it's been fantastic. The this or that round. This is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much. And you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it wisely. Twitter or Snapchat? Snapchat. Facebook or LinkedIn? Facebook. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Mobile or desktop? Mm, Desktop. Website or app? App. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Outreach or advertise? Advertise. Email to one or email to many? Email to one. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Global. I don't think you used one both there. That was... um, too easy for you there. <laughs> you, I think you struggled in um, Twitter or Snapchat right at the beginning there. You're a bit of a Snapchat fan, are you? Yeah, a little bit, but but it's it's dwindling a little bit. So is but it, is it Instagram that, instead now? I probably, but actually I've just been so busy the last couple of months that I, I haven't really been doing too much social at all. So maybe that's the problem. What about you? I have registered a couple of usernames in Snapchat, but I haven't really got into that at all, I must admit. And um, I don't think it's likely that I will get into it, but you never know. Um, tw- yeah. Twitter, I registered my Twitter handle back in 2007, so that's 10 years ago now. So um, I didn't use it an awful lot to begin with, but I certainly have over the last couple of years. So so when do we get to hear your responses to those questions? <laughs> I th- <laughs> The thing is, I, I think someone would have to make up different questions for me because I've uh, read them out so many times. Um, I could probably justify saying both of them, possibly, or either answer. Um, it's just, I think, interesting to hear people's natural, instant response to something. And that can sometimes be slightly different to just having a conversation and thinking too much about something. Oh, yeah. And it's hard because, you know, there's there's not much context yeah, exactly. But but I also like asking questions that don't provide context and just seeing where the answer goes. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, well, uh, let's move on to... The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Ooh, good question. So I would either hire another developer 
or I would spend it on PPC. We just hired a PPC guy and he is absolutely killing it. This is our first time like really having a professional run, uh, you know, some kind of paid traffic. And so super cool. And the way that we measure success is through our analytics measuring sign-up rates and, and paid customers. And when you talk about PPC, are you just talking about Amazon or are you talking about other networks possibly? Yeah, other networks. So uh, for our particular business, we have a guy running our pay-per-click for one of our new tools on, on Google AdWords. And so it's been awesome. Great. Okay, so Google AdWords isn't too expensive yet. Yeah, no. Okay, well, that just takes us on to... My number one takeaway. Well, Casey, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listener needs to take away and implement in their business? I would say just being willing to delay gratification. I think that that's so as something... a 24-year-old, that... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that I see it so often and maybe this is just really relevant to kind of the younger generation, but like so many of my friends from high school and stuff just went off and, and started working those jobs where they're making 14 or $15 an hour because it sounded really good versus going the college route and doing something better for themselves or, uh, and it sucks, like it, it really kind of hurts to see. Um, and had they have just delayed that gratification four more years, I think that they would have been a lot happier and been able to contribute to society a lot more. And so, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, the same is true in my business. There's definitely routes that we could go that would be more profitable for us right now, but wouldn't have it nearly the same kind of long term. That's great advice. Yeah. Too many people are just looking for instant success. And that uh, if you're just chasing the money, that's not going to leave you very happy for, for long, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do? I mean, just search me on the web. You can either see me some some YouTube videos or uh, different write-ups or see me at different conferences. And then, um, you know, the name is Casey Goss. And then, or you can check out Viral Launch, our company website. It's viral-launch.com. If you ever want to shoot us an email or give us a call, we have a highly trained team that answers the phone, not just, you know, some customer service team. And they'll love to help you. Maybe you're thinking about selling on Amazon or maybe you do sell and need help. And yeah, I mean, we're just passionate about helping people. So we'd love to help you. Superb stuff. So thanks to Casey and thank you, dear listener, too. If you have an opinion of what Casey shared today, tell us what you think. So the Facebook page is facebook.com slash digitalmarketingradio. You can tweet me at David Bain. Plus, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. You can do that at digitalmarketingradio.com slash iTunes for iPhones or digitalmarketingradio.com slash Android for Android devices. But until we meet again, be fantabulous and do one thing that's good. Adios. Thanks again, Casey. Great episode. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it.